Certainly didn't see this happening. Um, no. I know that when we were talking about this game uh, in the lead-up, I was telling people that Canada was, you know, they were going to be all over the Eagles. Mm. And as it turns out, the Americans were just were just far too strong. I mean, Comprehensively outplayed them. It was a good game from, like, in terms of, like, a rugby, you know, purest form. But, like, I think the scoreline, once again, is not indicative of what the game was. I mean, mm. it was a pretty tight contest until... Uh, obviously, you know, the latter end of the second half where obviously the Canadians got a bit tired and they let in some of the, you know, American Eagles wingers and fullbacks who are, you know, essentially players with one or two gears and that's fast and even faster and they get the ball and they just run, mm. you know. Not, yeah, you get them a bit of speed Not very on the good outside. at tackling. No. I reckon that Harry Kuehl could break one of their tackles, but, you know, that's just me. But, uh, <laughs> look. Mark Viduka certainly could. He could Mark Viduka certainly team. could. Mark Schwarzer, I think, would, you know, rupture their spleens mm. in defense. He would be pretty handy. Imagine Mark Schwarzer on the wing, just to kick over to the wing for big Mark Schwarzer to just pluck out of the sky and go down. Mate, it would be I, a real threat. I reckon there'd only be one person he would be able to tackle in attack, and that's Benji Marshall. But that was in his Auckland Blues days, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Now he's gotten a bit better with age. Yeah. But look, that wasn't the game of the round for me. Game of the round for me was obviously the game that I watched and I got stuck in to uh, really enjoyed this game. It was the uh, Los Pumas versus the uh, All Noirs, the yes. ABs, the yep. All Blacks. Yep. What a game that was. Sensational. Um, just incredible attacking footy from the All Blacks, as we love to see, just pounding relentless Argentinians into the ground for 80 minutes and yeah. getting them, I think, 39-0 in the end. 39-0, uh, which which isn't that bad. So that means that Argentina is half as bad as Tonga, yeah. thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, and th- those guys are actually professional players as but well. They like are. They play know, full-time. No policemen. In no, that. it's not like watching a, a humble police constable be picked up and spear-tackled into a cricket pitch by someone who's commanding uh. a seven-figure rugby salary somewhere in Europe. I mean, it was a game not without its challenges. I mean, I mm. thought the refereeing in this game was just stellar. I mean, oh, yeah. always good. Probably you know? not. There wasn't that much to really referee. I mean, it's basically people catching and passing balls, kicking. Yep. It looked more or less like an All Blacks team run. Yeah, yeah, it was a training run for sure. It was like um, that well, AFL, yeah, those look, AFL games on the weekend where they were mate, just absolute pumpings. It just goes to show that playing the Wallabies, you know, such mm. a powerhouse now of southern hemisphere rugby you know obviously beating the world champions which we'll touch on briefly mm. later yes yeah that was but um yeah. but look i think the all blacks the fact that they couldn't beat the pumas mm. uh by more than 40 points means that kiwi rugby is is it is <laughs> worrying it, worrying it, is, it is on it is on the decline yeah. so much so that i reckon the only thing that i've seen crash harder than this was the argentinian stock market a couple of years back, you know? Yeah, the big like, beef crash. Mate, the very you, opposite of a bull run. Do you remember that day when, you know, there were just how casual the news 
presenters were here. I mean, you've got your Ross Greenwoods and stuff mm. like that. You know, coming onto your television at six o'clock at night and being like, you know, oh, you know, the ASX was up, you know, 0.2 of a percent. Fucking the Commonwealth Bank's doing fucking $7 billion worth of profit, yada, yada, yada. Oh, and the Argentinian stock exchange lost half its value today. <laughs> yeah, look. Um, half. That's I mean, quite and a it bit. was like, it was like it's a, a lot of cattle. Mate, their economy is like beef. Mm. and rubber bands and antiques there's mm. not much there yeah and um, yeah and they had like one or two really nice warships in the fucking poms they sunk one in the fucking falklands <laughs> war i mean that boat that they sunk the um rms belgrano that mm. boat that they sank started life as an american frigate i mm. think it was that boat survived pearl harbor and it is the only boat that's been sunk in war by a nuclear submarine there you go, a bit of history for yeah. you, and it was about as grim for Los Pumas, I think, on uh, oh, on mate, Sunday. I think there, were, there. there was a lot to take out of this game. I mm. think that the Pumas are going to have to regroup fucking quickly because yeah. they're lining up against the uh, All Blacks. This is what COVID does to world rugby. It just forces these rinse and repeat drummings of, you know... Mm. Have you ever been to Argentina? No, I haven't. Mate, I would love to go, though. It's like one big Palmerston North. What? Really? Yeah. There are some nice parts, mm. and then there are Buenos some Aires other nice, nice parts. It? It's got nice yeah. air. Bit but, of coastal um, stuff going on. Yeah, but look, it's a lovely place. The people make it, but at the end of the day, mate, it's one big Palmerston North, and yeah, I just right. think these teams coming over, they're doing us a big favour mm. by coming over. Otherwise, you know, we would be playing teams that are made up of, you know, as we touched on earlier, like uh, your junior constables. Yeah. Banana farmers. Yeah, the Cook know. Islands would be going toe to toe with them in some. But tussles. Look, or we would have had to go over there to South Africa and spend a few few months over which there. Which is fine. I, I think. Look, it's just. I think it was great that the Argentinians can come here. I do think it is fucked that teams have to play the All Blacks. Yes. I think that the All Blacks. This is just more evidence to me that the All Blacks should just not participate in world rugby anymore because they're terrible for the game. Yep, I agree. I think maybe maybe World Cups, we have them for World Cups, and then aside from that, we just don't play them. They just play North versus Not South Island. That's what they do. I mean, um, well, they can't. They haven't won a World Cup for a I few mean, years now. I mean, all the Kiwis do, I mean, they just come on to the world stage, no matter what they're doing, and they just suck. Mm. Well, mean, they're not letting just... our submarines in now. What are they going to do? It's uh. like, oh, we've got Keith here from New Plymouth who's going to make sure if there's any Aussie subs turn up here, he's going to shoot one of them. <laughs> he's a mean shot too, is Keith. He won't miss. I think they've allowed like 10 to 15 seals and whales as collateral damage for that one there. But anyway, yeah, I think a world yeah. rugby without New Zealand would probably be a it's bit fairer and it'd be better. Uh, but back to what you were saying about the RGs coming over here and playing. It is nice. The Ledesma, the coach, he came out and said that they'd only had like three or four sessions before playing the All Blacks properly together. Like they, because of yeah. all the quarantining requirements, they didn't get to have a lot of sessions together. Um, but he said he's not about to come out and post an hour-long rant video about um, about the trials and tribulations and the refereeing decisions that they face which was a nice shot at Razzie Erasmus. Um, yep. So, yeah, that was good. But, yeah, hopefully they can get a few more sessions up this week and maybe they can score a point. Yeah, look, just on Razzie, I, that was in poor taste. I mean, I know that, you know, it's inherent mm. within most people from South Africa. Yes. When they feel like they've been, you know, crossed or mm. mistreated, they do not forgive. 
No. I think that Razzie is going to take this to the grave. Yeah, <laughs> not filled with humour and um, not good no, at letting things go. Not, and look, Razzie, look, if there, you... There's, there's not too many. I mean, like, the only South African comedian I know that's hosted Saturday Night Live is Elon Musk. <laughs> Yeah, look, Razzie, if you want to um, if you want to upload hour-long rants about um, refereeing decisions and all that sort of stuff, just, just, add just some start music a podcast, to it. mate. Just, <laughs> add some music to it. Start, Come up to the channel country and start a podcast and, and you know, then it's all fine. But you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling them, no, 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 there's new rules now. I'm telling you, we got no time. To, it's like, yeah, Razzie, mate, I get mm. it. Yeah. But look, I think uh, we should probably move on to the other game. It happened a bit, you mm. know bit later on when the sun went down mm. glorious glorious game an and absolute humdinger it's a game that i think will go down for a long time as being one of the best games yeah i, I fully agree and i think you segued into this game nicely with razzy because just quickly throughout the whole game every single time the saffers were pinged for something and given a penalty against them, they all look like Razzie. They all looked at the ref like, what are you doing? Are you serious? That can't be. Like their scrum would collapse and then they'd look at the ref like, what? You can't give a penalty against us. What are you doing, referee? So I thought that was interesting. But yeah, it certainly was. It's probably my favourite game of footy for the last, since maybe knocking England out of their pool at home. But like in true rugby union style, if that was a game that we lost, if... God forbid Quaid missed that kick. Mm. You know, people would be saying, oh, it's a terrible game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated it, you know, but seeing a game of rugby union is the sum of all of its parts. Mm. It isn't like a game of rugby league, which is, you know, a game of a thousand tiny parts that paint a gloriously large picture. I think, especially when the Wallabies play a team that, you know, they're evenly matched with when they're at home. Mm. When they're not, you know, yelled at by, you know, 60,000 toothless Kiwis. I think the Wallabies really, truly lift when they're at home and they're playing games like this. But in a game of rugby union, what I'm trying to say is is is, is that it's one long brush stroke mm. instead it's of fluid. little tiny ones. Yeah, yeah, instead of tackle, 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 kick, tackle, 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 yeah, kick. Where it's... this game was essentially kick, mm. run, catch, yeah. kick. Yeah. Run, catch, tackle, yep. kitch. Yep. Penalty shot. Kick. Kick. Tackle. Penalty kitch, shot. Run. Penalty shot. Kick. Penalty shot. Kick. Run. Tackle. Penalty shot. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so well, yeah. well, that's it's just it's a very South African way of playing mm. football. And yeah. There's, it look, is. there's a reason why they're on the same time zone as Europe, because they play the same style of rugby. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah. there is nothing more boring than watching the Poms mm. and the South Africans play, especially if you've paid good money and you're in England and you're watching them play, you're out at fucking Twickenham and you're just seeing Percy Montgomery and some other fucking dude in a white jersey kicking the ball to each other while the forwards just have their hands on their heads sucking in the yeah. big ones. Yeah, it's not the type of footy you want to wake up in the middle of oh, the night God, and no. watch. It's, and it's not Southern Hemisphere football. No, and that's why this, I think, felt like a win for the good guys. Oh, you know, mate. it felt like a win for teams that want to play some good in entertaining the footy. Spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Break no, out it's the chocolates, not. boys. Is it? No, we well, beat we had the beat the French, times. but this is like first Southern Hemisphere. It doesn't really win. count unless we beat the Springboks mm, or, or the, the All Blacks. All the All Blacks. Which I mean, didn't this a victory, unless mm. it's the Poms. But like when you're beating a French B team, it's coming out here. Yeah. I mean. You take it's it. It's kind of like winning some trial games. Yeah, you know, it is. And that's always good. And there's like positive signs there. But yeah, you're not. Yeah. 
you're not going berserk about it, even though, I mean, we were going berserk about it. But, but anyway, yeah, I think it's time to bust out the family blocks of Cadbury because it was. It was a great win. And it was, as I was saying, it was a win for the good guys. We were running the ball. South Africa were just putting bombs up. We were catching yeah. them and attacking. We were taking our chances. And I know we only scored one try, but we played a decent level of footy and we tried to play footy. And we just we didn't revert to their tactics of just every single time they get the ball and attack, they just put a bomb up and hope yeah. one of their wingers comes through. Because we got good wingers and we take the ball and we can we can attack well. So I thought it was good to see the South Africans lose a game and hopefully realize that they actually might need to play some footy at some point. Like it works against the Lions who play the same style where it's just bomb after bomb after bomb, you know what I mean? You feel yeah. like you're, you're in London in the 40s. Uh, but <laughs> they've learnt now that they when they play the Wallabies and the All Blacks, they are going to have to play a bit of footy. And let's hope that we see it again this Saturday night. Well, look, I think it was a victory that's only really down to one person. I mean, I, he did kick the winning points, but he mm. also kicked us into the game. Yeah. I mean, the, the All only, hail King Quaid. The only other person to fucking score any points was... AK-47. Yeah, he's mm. a redhead. Yeah, you know? fire. Like, as the boys from Hollow Sports say, people with red hair, you know, they have, you know, kind of like the bone density and the muscle density of, of a chimpanzee. You know, they're just... <laughs> absolute balls of humans and they also yeah. have have a shocking temperament which helps them in contact sport yeah, an angry but look, fiery this this whole game came down to quade cooper yep. and his reintroduction into into the gold spread but mm. people have been so hard on quade and you know, like even when he was named in the training squad mm. you have all these fucking smooth brain died in the wool rugby people coming on and saying oh he's had his time mm. they're the same fucking people who were just going it was a oh, james o'connor he's mm. fucked you know yeah, you know yeah. he's he's had his time mm-hmm. you know blah, blah blah and then he comes on has an absolute ripper of a super rugby season mm. comes in was playing out of his skin in the gold spread fucked his knee mm. And then, you know, the whole time Quaid's just been waiting there. I mean, what would have happened if we picked Quaid straight off the bat? Yeah, I wonder. Because as you said to me at the time, he's a man. And that's what he was he doing at He a grown 10, man. He was a grown man at 10 and he was steering the ship I mean, around. in a team full of boys, he was a man. Yeah, really. and we looked like we had a plan and we were confident and we were working to it. The boys had someone to look to. I mean, you know, sure, everyone looks to Hoops, but Hoops mm. is forward. He's off. Earning ball. Yeah. He while, doesn't have time to look after the kids. The, and that's what while Quaid's the fucking doing. kids yeah, yeah. are off fart assing around yep. in the back line doing fucking kicking balls through yeah. windows, breaking shit inside the house, eating whatever they want. They were unsupervised. Yeah. Where, you know, hoops cannot be up the front getting ball for mm. the family. Yep. When there's no one at home looking after the house. Yeah. And they put Quaid in the house. Quaid's come out, you know, he's been overseas, he's come back, he's in the home. He's got hoops out the front, earning ball, stealing ball, mm-hmm. finding ball in odd places. Yep. And Just making sure ball's coming in. Yeah. And then Hoops takes that ball. Yep. He brings it into the fucking house and Coops scores points with it. Yep. It's such a revolutionary way to play a game of fucking rugby. Having someone who can kick the ball through the sticks, incredible. Eight from yeah. eight. Consistently. Yeah. Someone who can kick. I mean, it's a new concept, but yeah. like, and and it's just it doesn't happen to us, you know. Kick to win from an easier position doesn't happen to us. I mean, but like he hit it from forty-five, close to the sideline to win the game. It was a fucking incredible. He's kick. done it before, and he'll do it again. Yeah, you know, his career is only just getting started. Oh, I hope but so. look, 
This is the second coming of Quaid. You have to feel for Noah, though. I mean, like what Quaid has proven is that, especially in his post-match interviews, is it is such a mental thing to mm. be the leader of the house. Yeah. Like. Oh, and that's the thing for Noah. I think like Noah, he's only twenty-two. I know. You know what I mean? Like, there's no pressure on Noah Quaid. I mean, Quaid that's what they were saying about James O'Connor. You know, you know, he comes into yeah. the team when he's fucking seventeen years old. Yeah, was in there for a couple of years, and it's just it's too fucking early. It's too soon, and it's just but part the of the is, learning though, experience. You can't pay these kids enough to stick with rugby union. No. Unless you're throwing them in the Wallabies, yeah, 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 just just a Waratahs I mean, jerseys. You not can't quite enough keep the talent there unless you fucking pay it. No, yeah, you have to um, you have to give them something a little bit more, and that's that's what they give these guys. That's and the that's Wallabies, fair enough. and he'll learn from and it. They're and they're just no not ready pick, yet. I mean, well, you go and look at other teams. Like I think mm. when the Poms won the World Cup last, the average age of their forward pack was 38. Mm. 38. That's how old Benji is now. They're old men. Mm. They, you know, like they played in. The defense force teams, yep. grown, grown together. Men. They're just fucking. You know, it's it's like when you cut down a big tree and it's full of those big thick rings. You know, yeah. that, you can't have a forest of new growth no. on a rugby field. You do need some majestic old pines there. The rings of experience to be as you know some sort of cosmic anchor mm. for the team. They've seen summers, winters, days, nights. But look, I stuff. think it's going to be interesting to see what Quaid does this week. Mm. Because it's essentially a carbon copy, yeah. a, a rinse and repeat. Yeah. Playing up the road at Suncorp Stadium. Eight from eight. Eight from eight, yeah. That's where, that's our recent record at Suncorp. It's our Eden Park. Well, you know, at least we're not playing at the Gabba. You know, that was uh, <laughs> our test cricket team's fortress. And yes. Then, uh, and then look what happened last year. Last summer, in case, you, last you know, summer, sorry. In case you're not a mm-hmm. cricket fan, uh, um, the Indian team batted out the last day and... Basically made our bowlers look like, you know, kids. One of the more frustrating things ever have you've ever had to see. Oh, to yeah, watch, mate. It was both great for the game and very bad if you're trying to get someone into the game. I mean, yes. like, I remember last summer we had, or the one before that, I can't remember. This fucking COVID's fucked my brain, mm. I'll tell you what. It's all a bit the same, isn't it? It rolls in yeah. on itself. But I had a mate who was like, over here from Canada. Mm. And, uh, and I was I was like, mate, I've got to get you into cricket. And we watched that last day. And he was like, what the fuck is this game? Mm. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. This is just a very poor example <laughs> of it. It's better. It's better. I swear. Other games. Yeah. You just have to wait till next summer. Um, on the mental thing, I just want to say, really enjoyed the interviews between Sonny and Quaid after the game. Pretty well, wild how he was just like. They're on the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, as Quaid was saying, they lived together for a couple of months, trained together, spent pretty much every waking minute together. Yeah. Great to see that connection as well. And crazy, like. After he won that game, how he just kind of he just stood there, like he just knew the moment. And then when he spoke afterwards as well to um, Sonny and the and the guys there, that he was just just talking about the moment and being bigger than football and all that sort of stuff. It was real maturity stuff. We we've got enlightened tens now, Jock and Quaid, both of them really, you know, started yeah. off as young hotshots and you know whatever people say about their younger years, but they're they're enlightened men now and they're the men to take us, I think, to. To eternal glory at the next World Cup, those two. Well, me. yeah, it's, it's only two short years yeah, away and long. the tickets go on sale for the Rugby World Cup family on the 23rd of September. So mm. make sure if you want to go over to France and watch us hoist Bill again, mm. you need to get on it because Lord knows the fucking Europeans, they get in on it early. 
Oh yeah, the, the rich palms as well. The, they live, the, the they fucking live palms. For this shit. Yeah, all those London people yeah. like, but like, it's the palms. But because it's home in France, you know, they fucking love their rugby in France. Yeah, yeah. National sport, and it's you know, it's so close. Yeah. To, you know, like in Spain, they play it. Italy, they all yeah, these beautiful. countries that yeah. love. You know, I mean, it, it is a real carnival like yeah. atmosphere going to rugby games in yes. Europe. It's a very different experience, you know, coming here. Especially yep. when they used to play out at ANZ uh, in Sydney. Oh, absolute carnival. My favourite stadium out there. Like Carnivale, you could say, the games that they have I mean, out there. It's like being out in Rio on a hot mm. summer's night or in, you know, you know being in Venezia mm. when the fucking Biennale is on. It's yep. just the same. You know, it's rich and vibrant. Mm. You know, strolling down the avenues of Sydney, Olympic yeah. Park, you know, it was the hot desert winds slap me in the mm. face looking at the ibises and seagulls flutter around picking up the loose scraps from mcdonald's there that have that have blown across that kind of that place that weird cobble, that place is sydney cobblestones in a nutshell yeah it is just on quaid looks like he's going to get his citizenship fucking knows. thankful uh i mean but isn't that just like an absolute indictment on this government i doesn't mean that fucking i mean that piece of poached Chicken in a suit, fucking Alex Hawke, mm. the immigration fucking minister. I mean, he's like, he, he goes, Quaid could be a citizen by the end of the week. It's like, what's been fucking holding it up, Alex? Oh, exactly. I mean, what if he missed? And yeah, exactly. What if he missed? Now, we can't change the rules unless we can change them. The only time you can change them is when it's politically opportune. So when you see, you know, when you've got your 10 for I mean, the Wallabies hitting goals from 45 metres out, then you can change the rules. I mean, they just do what's popular. Mm. I mean, this government, you know, for the most part, is pretty on the fucking nose with people under 50. Mm. And they're just looking to make up lost ground. Yeah. And they're just saying, what's popular with people? Yeah. And they're just like, make Quaid... An Australian citizen and people will forget what you've done last week. Yeah, okay, we'll just bend the rules for this. I mean, he should have been an Australian citizen a long time ago. But, yeah, it's it's interesting how they can bend the rules for Quaid when he kicks a yeah. minute ago. And then you look at, you know, the Billowilla Tamil family. Ah, oh, hands are tied, can't do anything, even though they have discretion. Can't do anything, can't do anything. <laughs> it's like Spend our hands are tied, we can't do anything. It's yeah. like if, if they kicked a fucking goal... Mm. They'd be fucking yeah. back in billow. Nadies needs to be working anyway. on his uh, his torpedoes. Wait, mate, this is a rugby union yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. though. We'll so, bring it know, back. We do we'll play We'll be losing Springboks. a lot of fucking, <laughs> lot of <laughs> listeners if we keep on down this little <laughs> down track, this isn't it? Yeah, this is, an a, this is an apolitical podcast, yes, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So anyway, yeah. look, Quade Cooper, good to get his citizenship. We're all about that. Um, we do play them again this weekend, the Springboks. We're still $4.00 odds against them which i think is pretty surprising i think we were we were good we were yeah we were well you know what they say lightning doesn't strike twice (laughs) well you know let's hope it does because suncorp uh (laughs) suncorp this is a different beast putting my wallabies fan hat back on for a minute no i think you know that's easy money yeah easy money bank it bank it i wonder if um mark kirhan the uh south african writer will be chirping up with any columns this week i don't know if you saw it went around on social media he had some interesting comments he came out last i think it was thursday or friday and he said these wallabies are wimps 
Sia Khaleesi's world champion Springboks will wallop them. It will be champ against chump, and the scoreboard will reflect this. Very weird. Like yeah. it shows that there's not a lot of humor in you know some columnists over there yeah. in South Africa because that's that's like a strange, really strange sledge. But anyway, obviously backfired pretty hard. Wallabies are wimps. Like yeah, I know. I think you'd probably do less damage to your brain if you went to the supermarket and took a pot of break fluid off the shelf and you drank it you probably do less damage to yourself than if you did by reading that article mm-hmm. so look i mean one thing about journalism is is when you consume as much news as what you and i do is that when you see people who are writing these things when they make these headlines like they don't believe what they're writing no. this whole ecosystem of journalism is governed by web traffic clicks it's just People who write these things just do it for the angry reactions. They mm. do it for some red-faced goon at Scone who's fucking angry about it. writing terrible things about my team. That's that, you know that's who they're writing it mm. for. So the best chasing clicks. Best practice is you know ninety-nine percent of rugby journalism. Just don't read it. Just let it go through it's, the it, it, It's all gibberish. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, that's if, probably it'd be it's helpful advice. I think that is. Unless it's the good people at ESPN Scrum. I mean, uh, they, yeah. <laughs> they are the absolute premier rugby union coverage in the country. Um, some quick hits to round out the week, Carol. Yeah, we play the Springboks. A from out at Suncorp Stadium, our fortress. So we'll get, uh-huh. the, get the job done there. Taniella starting, which I think uh, a lot of people are happy about. The big powerhouse coming on nice and early. Um, Argentina going to play New Zealand again. Again. That's the 8 o'clock primetime game, which is. I mean, it depends how you look at it. You've got an NRL final at yep. 8 o'clock on Saturday, so it's probably good having the Wallabies and Springboks at 5. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the people in at Suncorp will be pissed enough that by 7.30 after a Wallabies win, they'll be pissed enough that they're happy to stay there and just watch Argentina concede 50, 60 kind yep. of points, you know and what I mean? And it puts it on at 10 o'clock at night in New Zealand. Yes, exactly. Just another nice little fuck you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's normally candles on by then. Lights are out. Yep. So, but, um, it, but it is the previous afternoon in Argentina. Yes. So keeping good the audiences them. in places like Salta and Buenos Aires happy. So that's yep. good. We do do this rinse and repeat type uh, of draw with us three playing a yeah. little tri-nation rugby yeah, championship. Yeah. And then the end of next month, we've got the Americans are playing the All Blacks. Yes. And your Canadian uh, Maple Leaf boys are playing Los Condores, the Chilean yeah. team who apparently going places. They beat the Argentinian second 15 on the weekend. So that'll be a, yeah. that'll be a titanic battle between the Canadians and the Chileans for the uh, World Cup spot there. Here's another little bit of trivia to go with the thing I just told you about, you know, the nuclear sub mm. and all that shit. Yeah, yeah is Matt Dunning of kicking a field goal when he shouldn't have fame. <laughs> uh, born in Calgary. Really? Matt Dunning's younger brother played like fuckloads of tests for Canada. Yeah, right. So there you go. That is interesting. What's his, what was his name? Matt Dunning's brother. Matt Dunning's brother, yeah. Uh, look, I'm going to have... Like I'm going to... Phil or Steve I or something. S- s- I actually, all right. I'm going to guess it's Mark. Mark. I'm going right. to say Steve. He probably played, yeah. It was probably just like one of the Casey Dunning. Casey Dunning. Casey Dunning. Sounds like he should be like a motocross rider or a surfer rather than a. So Matt Dunning was born in Calgary but grew up in Sydney. There you go. Fuck. Look, I haven't seen that bloke's mug for ages. 
Oh, I, I, mate, I've got a picture on my wall. I wake up every morning and I look Casey at Casey Dunning. Dunning. Give him so, Casey Dunning, he played a season. No, he played one game for <laughs> the London Irish. Oh, good for him. Again. Premiership debut. No points. Yeah. Uh, this hasn't been updated for quite some more. Like Casey now is forty-one. So yeah, I, I didn't know need to update that. Is there? probably not going to be. Yeah, look, maybe he's maybe he's like captain coaching some team in southern Portugal or somewhere like that. I think, I think in true rugby style, he'd be a customer relations kind of manager at the National Australia Bank, where mm. you know gets wheeled out for corporate lunches and yeah. and meetings and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and just gets confused for his brother probably quite a lot. <laughs> Matthew, no. Although thing- this is interesting, on Matt Dunning, so so on Matt Dunning, I bet the Casey's done this. So on Matt Dunning's Wikipedia, it says that Matt Dunning is five foot eleven and a half inches tall, and Casey's a flat six foot. Yeah, of course, of course. And they've put Matt Dunning's weight at one hundred and nineteen. <laughs> Which is pro- that's that's pretty big for a bloke. <laughs> nah, under six foot. That's pretty big for a bloke. That's um, a lot of un- under six foot. And I, I once again, I think that's Casey's doing. Yeah, that's I pretty mean, cheeky on the Wikipedia. You can't be playing a game of football at 120. I mean, like, I don't Junior care. Paulo is like 128, and he yeah. is a man mountain. And Casey is a centimeter taller, but he is a more svelte 114 <laughs> kilos. There you go. The Darning Boys. More trivia. Actually, yeah, I think we should them. do a podcast on just on just, just little, yeah. strange little tidbits about yeah, rugby. Yeah, imagine feeding the Darning Boys for a week. That would be... So, oh, not now, actually. Matt is oh, um, Matt's transformed here, his body. He, here's, he's like a triathlete. Here's, here's another one. So, the match against Namibia, where Australia won 142 points. It's, I think it says here... I don't think this is right. Uh, you can write into the show for... If this is wrong, but he was the only person who didn't score a point. Really? Yeah. So, like the whole. Yeah, I wonder if that was starting team or the whole twenty-three. I think oh, it would have to be the starting yeah, 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 twenty-three. Yeah. But I think you know they were passing balls around by the end of it. To yeah, say who, yeah, giving it. Around. Who hasn't scored? And, they and they then liked, they were keeping it away from Dunning. Yeah, and Matt's like <laughs> sprinting up, like yes, yes, screaming <laughs> for it. It's like nah, yeah, sorry, Matt. it's like. But even though, like the, the poor team, you know, they're <laughs> they, just a bunch of. Namibian yeah. farmers who speak German at yeah. home, <laughs> like, yeah, like they've got no, they've got no place yeah. in playing the Wallabies at top flight at the Adelaide Oval, being picked up and dropped on their head in yeah. front of blind drunk South Australians who don't even know the rules. Yeah, you know what I reckon would have happened when he was sprinting up for the ball. I reckon they would have like thrown it at his knees, like they would have thrown a pass and then just given him shit for dropping it, like just thrown an uncatchable pass or just yeah. something like over his head that just goes through his hands. Someone just scoops it up. That would have been good. Yeah. Just quickly though, to round out um, yep. the show, I do mm-hmm. like the tidbits, and I reckon we'll keep that rolling. But World Rugby are apparently looking at having World Cups every two years instead Stupid of four idea. years. Stupid, isn't Stupid. it? Stupid. Yeah. Okay. It just, we're on the same page. I mean, if they want to do something of that ilk, I mean, they've already got the bloody Lions. I mean, let's yeah. just do, you know, the Lions is, is their best team and yeah. we have one that's made up of Springboks, Wallabies and All Blacks. That would, like, that would be, I reckon, we would put 40 on them. Let's make it happen. Let's do the experiment. Yeah, because you, you can have too much of a good thing and you start losing the novelty. When a World Cup's every two years... Do you get up for it just the same? You know, it's like, oh, well, we lost this World Cup. We've got another one in two years' yeah. time. No, and, you need and, to feel the pain. Like, if you do that every four years, I mean, it, it gives everyone an opportunity to to see their hemisphere in combat. Mm. I mean, 
a European rugby team would be better than the Lions. Yes. Oh, for sure, because you get Way some better. French guys in there. Yeah. You get some French guys get who some Italians, can play some attacking football. Yeah. Get some Romanians. Yeah. You know, just Oh, yes. It would yeah, be, I like that. It would be a fair contest. Yeah. The only good thing about having World Cups every two years, we would have a slightly better chance of winning the Bledisloe because during World Cup years, the Kiwis don't seem to care as much about playing us. They kind of play like... B string team sometimes, so maybe we'd be a better chance of getting. Well, the they well. would do that, but you, you know, if if we do win the first game, the Kiwis would be like, right, yeah, time well, let's to drop them in. Time to tighten the screws. Let's get the Blues brothers back together. Yeah, true. Yeah. So it probably wouldn't work out anyway. No. So let's hope World Rugby comes to their senses and they say no to that. Yeah, look, I, it's a nonsense yeah. decision, and I hope that Sansa, you know, shows Poor some rank. spine and yeah. says. Yeah, sure, you can have it as long as it's just Europe versus yeah. America. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and... Um, and the Japanese. Yeah, and we'll let Uruguay and Los Condores come and play as well, get yeah. their reps up. I like them. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, great they're, they're good to watch. We've got more in common with Argentinians than we do Poms. Mm. I mean, Poms are, you yeah. know, they're strange people. Yeah. But look, the All Blacks and the Poms can go off and play in their own comp and yeah. we'll just, you know, the rest of us can... Get on with playing some interesting and yep. novel creative yeah, yeah, We'll rugby. play with the exciting guys. Yeah, the creative guys from South America. Happy yeah. to do that. So, yeah, let's I guess we'll Let's to, make it happen. Yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah, we'll see. Northern we'll Hemisphere versus Southern Hemisphere. On that one. Mm. Northern Hemisphere versus Southern Hemisphere. So they can have, you know, a pick from, you know, the lion's share, you don't mind the mm. pun, of, uh, <laughs> of rugby teams from, you know, the cherry blossoms to the eagles to the Canadians, the mm. palms. The Irish, actually, well, the Irish can come down and play with us because, yeah. you know, I almost feel like they get held hostage. And, and maybe the Scots, too, they can come down. They have the same disdain. Yeah. Mm. And maybe the Welsh, too, actually. I wouldn't mind them just coming England. down there. This is England. No, just England, you know, yeah. the French who have upset this week by telling them that we don't want their, you know... $90 billion submarines. Their subs anymore. Yeah, we can't go there anyway. No, That's about it. I yeah. mean, you know... But anyway, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens, Errol. And um, yeah, we'll be back we'll, again next week after another we'll famous back, win. We'll be back again next week after the uh, Argentinians dismantle the Kiwis yep. after they show us how it's done. Yes. Please. Uh, yeah. I would Please. like that. that I, would, I would like to know this, the yeah, That would be the only thing that would make a perfect win against the Springboks in Brisbane any better is the Lothpumas beating yep. the All Blacks. That would just be perfect. Mm-hmm. Heaven. Anyway, so fingers crossed. Hope that can happen. Um, enjoy your footy wherever you're watching it and might see you in Brisbane. As long as you're watching it on soon. Stan. Stan is the superior players to watch. Rugby, unless you're trying to watch the American and Canadian games, then I guess you got to go onto Rugby Pass or get a VPN and go through some. Stay stand, everybody. Bye-bye.